previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. Our different scurvy was dead for approximately two days. No, that doesn't make any sense. I had a note from her yesterday. I saw a note on her door I oh, did. Absolutely. So we are confused because um, that means that there may have been someone else in this group of yours that may have been the murderer. I have the note on me, I do. I have all the notes and everything we were supposed to talk about. I was going to give her a few ciphers that she could use to decode her message I was. And I was, I kept it with her note that she gave me so that I could see her. Cherry's going to start looking through books. Just one by one, scanning through them. I don't know if she can read, honestly. You found, written in red ink, if something happens to me, and then those nine letters. All right, bird name, F. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we solved it. That's what I see. Bird name, F. best word decipher. Find. Find. Find Amber. Who's Amber? Who is it, Amber? Florals, you recognize Amber to be the tattoo artist in town. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and today I'm drinking a sweet tea vodka and lemonade. Oh, hi, my name is Katie, and I'm just drinking a basic tea, because I'm secretly a 60-year-old woman. My, my name's Brandon, I play Humphrey Evan After, and I think me and Tish are the only ones that ever introduce our characters. Call out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tisha. I play Edith Wins Thereafter, and I'm totally into 60-year-old women. <laughs> Stop it, Tisha. Only if they have sorry, nipples. Katie, I'm so Specifically sorry, Katie. nipples, yeah. <laughs> This new mic is having unintended consequences on Tisha. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, hi, I'm Jonathan. I play Florals in Spring, but you can call me Cleo. And um, daddy, yeah, just put it in my ear. Just put it right in my ear. Your ear? It's that type of episode, folks. Oh, you know what we have? We have a question. And our question is, I'm passing this to my correspondent in the booth. Whoever knows the question, Bran Kane, Jonathan. Katie knows the question. Uh, are you a gay that can drive? Oof. Why or why not? Um, I can't drive because I have anxiety and the last two really bad panic attacks I had were after driving. So just decided I'm going to <laughs> cut toxic relationships with cars out of my life. <laughs> I am a gay that drives. Uh, I do have a few parking tickets, but you know, who hasn't pulled into a few places that they regret? Hey. Oh. I have a complicated relationship with driving. I um get tickets constantly, either parking or driving, like like speeding, or I don't know. I just get a lot of tickets, but I go to the ticket claim to get all this shit dismissed, and they said on my most recent one that it was so close to my previous ticket that they almost couldn't get the points taken off my license. Like it was almost so recent Jeez. to the previous one. I've also uh, flipped a car on a highway and not flipped like 
did a full 180 in a car and slammed into a guardrail, totaled the car. I got told by my insurance company, my car insurance company, that not only do they want to raise my rates, which they had done multiple <laughs> times previously, but they just can't, they can't cover me at all anymore. <laughs> so my insurance was like, listen, it's not us, it's you. Oh my um, God. <laughs> I had a financial advisor say, can I pray with you? Goodness. That's almost as bad, Brandon. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oof. But all of my friends, the only complaints I've ever gotten were that I drive like a grandma. <laughs> Grandmas are bad drivers. How are you getting so many tickets then? Chris, if I knew the answer to that question, I would get less tickets. <laughs> um, how many weird oh. anime applications do you have on your car? That's got <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Several. That's it. That's what the extra speed comes in, too. Brandon thinks he's doing 30, but it's actually 60 because of all the anime power. <laughs> These cops are performing a weeb hate crime. <laughs> I guess I deserve it. I have a couple stickers on my car. <laughs> I'm a driver. Like, I can drive stick. I'm a decent driver. I prefer to drive manual because you can control the gas mileage, and it's way more fun. Nice. I don't judge people who can't drive stick because I did not know how to drive stick before Mark. But I have been in a few crashes, sometimes with stopped vehicles, sometimes my vehicle is stopped, it's, wow. and sometimes with moving vehicles. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not, I don't speed, but I do hit things or get hit. Aww. Wow. Is it because of the ice or was it another reason? M- maybe once it was ice. You know, don't give me an excuse. Because all the, all the accidents I've ever been in have been like, oh, I like drove into a ditch or something because of black ice or snow or something ridiculous. I've luckily never had that happen to me, but I have had my brakes fail on me in my first car. So I saw a red light and tried to stop and my car decided that it wasn't going to happen. So Chris, I was driving home from my like basic G1 driver's license where they, you do like a written test and they give you their, your learner's permit essentially. And my first act as a driver was to drive very slowly into the ditch and it didn't get better (laughs) from there. (laughs) My first act as a driver was to hit a tree while my dad was teaching me how to drive. (laughs) Um, hey. Good times. Sorry, I'm Jonathan, and, uh, yeah, I, my question is not whether I can drive or whether I should drive. Um, should I be allowed on the road? Because I can drive. I have my license. Um, I've also been through six cars since I was 18 years old. Okay. Oh, wow. Just your style, though. I consider myself a very safe driver. I, I do. But apparently the world does not. So, um, yeah, I have crashed into other cars. I've had other cars crash into me. I ran over, like, a metal thing in the road, and it totaled my car. I thought you were going to say child. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> I was ready. Oh, oh my God. Um, one time, um, I hit a fire hydrant like i've i've been through a lot in my driving age um in my driving years i would say that i have been through six cars because of accidents but technically i am on car number nine wow wow yikes i've had several cars as well but mostly because i was poor and bought cars that were super broken down. yeah and that's that's yeah. that's how i got to nine yeah yeah, so that's what I figured. Right now, I'm on car number nine. In car number nine, I got brand fucking new. So I drive a, well, she's five years old now. I drive a 2016 Chevrolet Impala. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Her name is, uh, yeah, her name is Danny B. Kane. Stop and she's it. A, yes, she is. She's Danny B. Kane. 
Uh, she's a sweetie and she has given me no issues. But I will say that the thing that I do hate about new cars is that like you buy a new car thinking you don't have to like do anything to it. And then it's like, okay, three years later, upkeep. Yeah, you have to upkeep your fucking car. Right. Um, and that costs thousands of fucking dollars itself. So it's like either That's... way, no matter how you look at it, you're going to be spending some fucking money. Uh. Um, right. Like I bought a brand new car for the first time. This the car that I have. Um, it's a blue Rav Four. Yeah, and I call her Blue Ivy because she's super blue. But I didn't. I would rather buy a car that somebody else spent the first like five years yep. doing perfect maintenance on it, and then I get it and I just kill it. Right. Yeah. Let me run it to the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> You're the hospice yeah. of cars. <laughs> yes, I want to be the car hospice because it's super cheap. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Like to each their own you know i don't tell i don't tell men that i date that i've been through nine cars like they don't need to know that you know right. they don't need to know that i'm nine. a hazard i'll tell you how many men i've been with but but i'm not going to tell you how many cars i've been through oh it's God. personal well you know it's just it's how the wind blows well, that ain't the only thing blowing oh. am i right i see what you did there hey. okay i mean i've never found a used car in my room uh, oh. gross god <laughs> Damn it. That's the plot to Transformers 1, by the way. A use. <laughs> but this is the plot to role game roleplay Daddy Tales. No. No. Decipher Daddy Tales. I kind of like Daddy Tales. The moral of this question is hey, straights, drive your gaze around. For real. Right. We need to give Hello. you that responsibility, clearly. When we say Jesus take the wheel, we ask Jesus because we assume he's. Heterosexual. Right. You assume he's heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> no way. He kissed a dude once. I kissed a dude, and it was I. Uh, and he betrayed me. <laughs> Speaking of betrayal, we have a podcast to do. Do we remember yes. what happened last time? Sort. Yes. We are back in Scurvy's hovel. Um, we are uh, deciphering some things. We found out that we need to go talk to the tattoo artist um, within the tower. Oh, yeah. And her name is Amber. Yes. And hopefully. And also, Rory was terrible to talk to. Oh my God. Yeah. Because mid sentence, you got up and like straight up left. Left. He was done. He, we finished our talk. No, 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 no. He wasn't, he wasn't done yet. He, he wasn't finished. Not until you were going to leave. <laughs> Rory is maybe maybe loosely based on a family member extended maybe by marriage maybe not I'm not saying <laughs> but that's kind of what like Thanksgiving has been sometimes for me so I just figured I'd bring it to you guys that is a new kind of shade um so <laughs> thank you all right so uh, florals in spring is going to begin the trek to go meet Amber so that we can acquire more information. So you've uncovered the code, right? If something happens, find Amber. Amber, you know to be the tattoo artist in town. And you've uncovered a code that was in a different color, in blue, I believe. And that was L-A-A-R-N-F-Y-D-I, which Humphrey has determined is find Larry with two A's. Find Larry. Find Larry. Um, is that like a real thing? I don't know. White people are crazy. The code is real, but what Brandon has decided is is not necessarily what you want it to be. Okay, so we don't know if it's real. Uh, uh, 
Uh-uh. It's not real. I wouldn't. I wouldn't okay, yeah. thank you. So, yeah, so you know to go find Amber <laughs> first, and that's where we're going to pick this up. To make things easier, you know that her pronouns are she, they, so I will be using them interchangeably, and you can as well. Okay. Uh, but first, I need everyone to roll me a perception check. Okay. Okay, negative two. And I rolled in that one. That's a negative one. <laughs> I rolled a 23. Okay. A negative one is probably a punishment, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to, buddy, but. Yeah, I got a 15 as well. It's literally a negative roll. <laughs> I'm rolling perception over here. Hello. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Edith got a nine. Nine. Okay. So, Jonathan, you've gotten the highest. Yes. Sure. Bitch. <laughs> so, so as you're approaching Amber's tattoo shop, there's kind of like an open air look to it. She's got a tattoo chair and some ink. You can see who you assume to be Amber sitting at her tattoo chair outside. As Amber's working through something through their drawers, you can see somebody who is masked trying to sneak up behind her. And you can tell that this is Amber's probably in danger. And while that is happening, I'm... Gotta, I gotta punish Humphrey somehow. I'm gonna roll something. Hang on. A negative one's gonna be something. That's fair. Brandon, does a 20 hit your AC? <laughs> just barely. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to check. Of course it fucking hits it. What? Fucking <laughs> 20? So, you're going to take a crossbow bolt. <laughs> okay. And it's going to be 1d8 plus 3 plus 4d6. So hang on. Yikes. Mm, I'm coming for you today. And can you please make me a constitution saving throw while I'm rolling these, Brandon? <laughs> I'm here to fuck y'all up today. I got a 19. I'm here to fuck. So that saves. You up. So the initial damage is... 780 points. 24 damage. <sighs> okay. And then you're taking half damage on 7d6 poison. Wow. Brandon, Humphrey, um... Yeah, this is intense. So the poison damage is 21, half is 10. So 10 more damage. Jesus. Still standing, y'all. But I am bloody. Mm. Now that that's happened, let's roll initiative. It's, yeah, this is gonna be a big battle. Because the first episode was not really a battle. That was a very... It was a little fight. Uh, Edith got a 13. I got a 19. 18. 18 for uh, I love the sound of your dice, Jonathan. And D&D Beyond, the wind. What's your dex modifier? Uh, plus one. Okay. Oh, I'm dex is plus one. four. Oh, you're before me. Okay. Okay. Thank you for working that out between yourselves. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. My dex modifier <laughs> is, is plus one, but my saving throw is plus four. Okay. Yeah. So I'm before you, though. Okay. Okay. I will switch that back. Got it. So Cherry Humphrey Florals. Edith. And then my initiative. Well, that's not. I'm definitely not at the top of the order at all. Get a low initiative. <laughs> yeah. So here's the setup, guys. All right. Here's what you see you see the tattoo shop in front of you. You see Amber. They're currently looking down at their drawer of ink or designs, not really seeing what's happening around her. And at the same time that you're explaining this to them, like, oh, look, there's someone over there, Humphrey takes a bolt to the body. <laughs> Uh, and you can tell that the arrow didn't come from the person you're looking at. 
Right. I mean, do we see where the arrow came from? Uh, you can tell that the arrow came from up. Ah, oh, fuck. Has this arrow been here this whole time? How about this? I see that this person is trying to kill my girl Amber, so I'm about to just focus them down. Yeah, don't bother looking around for me with my negative one perception check. I'm I'm pretty sure this arrow's been here the whole time. I <laughs> I see um, Humphrey. I, I don't notice Humphrey because I'm focused. Cool. Rude. Before we start battle, I need to determine the initiative of my guys. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to go into... Oh, do you hear that? Do you hear that music? It's time for the gay agenda. Welcome to the Gay Agenda. This is the part of our show where we thank our patrons, talk about our sponsors, and talk about other podcasts. First, I get to thank our newest patrons. So thank you, Elise, and thank you, Jayan, for joining our Patreon. I hope you enjoy everything you have and your dice are rolling well for you. If you would like to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. And before we get back to our show, I've got another podcast I want to talk about, and I'm assuming you already listened to it. You should. If you don't, here's A Fool's Quest. What would you do if I told you that the world is not what it seems? You're telling me that potato salad is the key to other worlds? Ha! It's not even the best side dish. And people are not who they appear to be. I don't know that we can trust Master Gouche. Well, I know for damn sure we can't trust Charles Edward Cheese. My name's not Mike. Where puns run rampant through the streets. The Global Adventurers Guild, Master Enterprises, will not stand for this. Well, it's gag me for sure, so I'm pretty sure they take everything on their knees, don't they? And it's hard to tell who the real monsters are. Well, yeah, it's a mimic, but I'm Francis the Lion. Three heroes. You have my sword. You have my kazoo. Oh god, my hip. Face off against three villains. Never again will they enslave me. We'll make damn sure of that. I'm Francis the Lion. We We know. To keep the world of Euphray from ripping apart. This damn portal won't close. Have you tried turning it off and back on again? And Tim and Terry from getting even more screwed. They're totally werewolves. Yep, they're definitely werewolves. Holy shit, those guys are werewolves. Welcome to A Fool's Quest. A Fool's Quest can be found on all major podcasting platforms simply by searching A Fool's Quest. Then we'll start at the top of the order, which is Cherry. Excellent. So I am going to, I think it's as a bonus action, I'm going to enter my rage. Yeah. Okay, I'm also going to ready the reaction, uh, Form of the Beast. So if a creature that I can see within 10 feet of me hits me with an attack roll, you can use your reaction to swipe your tail and roll a d8, applying the bonus to your AC equal to the number rolled, potentially causing the attack to miss you. So that would be the um, person that I see approaching florals. Or approaching okay. Amber. Uh, approaching Amber. Um, and then I am going to spring forward, um, and I am going to swipe at... I'm going to sleep with the person that I can see. Okay, cool. So as part of my bonus action, it's part of my instinctive pounce. So even if they're far away, I can move up to half my speed on top of what I can move. Oh, okay, nice. Would they be yeah. in range? Yeah, then they're definitely in range. Perfect. Let's use a bite. All right, so the first one's a 19 to hit. 
That does hit, yes. And that does eight damage. Eight, all right. My second one. 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, and then that's 10. So 10 and eight, so 18 total. Okay, not bad. Two solid hits. Does this alert Amber? It does alert Amber, especially when a wolf goes by her. Yeah. So as soon as they saw that, we're going to put them in the initiative. And she's going to pull out two daggers from her drawer. Okay, so Miss Ma'am, okay, she's ready to fight. When you say drawers, do you mean like a cabinet or like their underwear? Yes. Okay. I'm into this. One from each. And the one from the drawers was bigger than the one from the drawers. LMAO. (laughs) Classic. Is it my go now? So yeah, Humphrey, you're up. Okay, I assume since I was shot, I know that it came from above? Yeah, you can see the the angle of the arrow, sure. Okay, can I look up and see what's going on? Uh, You can see some movement up on the roof of Amber's tattoo shop. How high is the ceiling? Well, you're outside, but if you want to get like on the roof, like 15 feet, it's a one story. Well, I'm damaged, and separating the party is always a good idea. So yes. I'm going to misty step up to the roof. Cool. I just wish you would think first. Brutal. <laughs> no time for thinking. <laughs> you ain't lying. What's, what's going on up there? So when you misty step onto the roof, you can see that there's a hooded person up there, like a dark cloaked person with a crossbow. They're still pointing their arrow down at the group. They haven't noticed you on the roof yet. It's just one person? It is just one person, yes. How close am I to them? 30? Uh, how much movement do I have? Exactly 30 hey. feet. Beautiful. I'm going to run up on him and... Uh, I hate that summoning my packed weapon is an action. Yeah. I'm going to run up on him and go, nah, that's my turn, and use my action to summon my giant lollipop weapon. Nice. And then I'm going to action surge and... Uh, you see as the as the weapon appears, the human side of Humphrey's face kind of goes slack, and the gingerbread side <laughs> grins real wide, and it goes, hey, you ain't fucking ready for this, buddy. And he swings down with his hammer, casting a green flame blade. Mm. Ooh, cool. Nice. So it's my regular attack plus 1d8 of fire damage? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to roll my attack which is a maul. Does a 19 hit? It does. That is 15 base damage, and the 1d8 is an extra 1 damage. So 16 Okay. total. All right. Anything else you can do? Nope. That is my turn. Okay. The rest of you can now notice that Humphrey has one, uh, is on one attacker and Cherry's on another. Uh, so yeah, Cleo, you are up. Okay, so I can do a... Okay, okay, so I can do two attacks. I have a spell that's a bonus action. Would that be a problem if I did two attacks and a spell as a bonus action? How's the second attack happening? The second one is because I have uh, two... uh, Not two of them fighting. Uh, As long as you're not using another bonus action for the attack, I think you can still do it because that's still... I have two attacks per action. Yeah, that's what I have, too. So, yeah, if you have two attacks per action, then you can still use a bonus action after that. Totally. Okay, cool. Um, I see the person that's attacking Amber, and I say, um, ha-la-la-la-la, and I'm going to use my Floor and Prada to attack once, and that's going to be an 18 plus 6, which is 24. Yeah. And then that's going to be 
Oh, wow. Um, two damage plus my uh, dreadful strikes, which is... So I did three damage. So I shoot them, and it, like, grazes their cheek or something. Okay. And then good. I'm going to attack again, and that's going to be 16. Does 16 hit? It does hit. Great. And then I'm going to shoot at them again, and that's going to be uh, four damage. And so you see me cussing at them in Australian, and then... What's that sound like? What's the... You just hear me screaming Vegemite at people. Great. <laughs> and then for my bonus action, I look over at Humphrey, and I am... I have... Is Humphrey within 60 feet of me? Sure. I look at Humphrey, and I take out one of my arrows, and I am just crying beautiful tears at what has happened to him. And so I wipe the arrow through my um, tear on my face and I shoot it at him. And <laughs> um, there is now a beautiful rose that is uh, where Humphrey is and it is going to heal him for 1d6 damage. And this spell is, bonus action is uh, the spell Healing Spirit. I think Humphrey gets a little bit tripped up by this flower that's by his feet now. Going, hey, I'm fighting it. <laughs> so yeah, I like, like you, yeah. I, imp- I, I, I impale you with love, and I heal you for four damage. Terrifying. <laughs> Thank you. I imagine you're still holding Frankie in a box. Oh no, no, Frankie. Frankie is still in my hair. So yeah, he's seeing all of this happening. <laughs> That's right, Frankie's in your hair. <laughs> he's enjoying the ride at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That is my turn. All right, so let's move on to after Humphrey. No, after Cleo is, oh, it's one of my enemies, one of the bad guys. So the first thing we're going to do is uh, the one on the roof is going to go after Edith because he's still got his crossbow in his hand and he was already aiming that direction. Well, eight plus six, 14 to hit? That misses. Okay. Then... He's got advantage because you haven't gone yet, though. Does he get disadvantage from being right next to me? Ooh. Is that a rule? I don't know. I might be making that It up. might be considered flanking. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to do it my way. When you make a ranged attack with a weapon, spell, or some other means, you have disadvantage on the attack roll if you're within five feet of a hostile creature who can see you and is not incapacitated. So they should have disadvantage to cancel out their advantage. Okay, so to cancel out the advantage, they have nothing. Fine. Agreed. They're done. <laughs> Look at us. You said, so Chris, if you're trying to kill us, we're going to actually follow the rules now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, now we play by the rules. Now we're following okay. the rules. Now they matter. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Then great. That just didn't, they just missed us. They just missed. <laughs> Boom. Ah! And that makes it Edith's turn and a crossbow bolt just whizzed by you. So is he right now within five feet of me? No one isn't within five feet of you. The guy that just tried to attack you is on the roof with Humphrey right now. And then there's another one who is currently fighting with Cherry on the ground. All right. Well, uh, Edith will run 25 feet up to stand behind Humphrey and touch him for and give him guidance. You ran up? I didn't, I didn't realize I didn't have to misty step. Shit. Yeah, you said 30 feet. Uh, 20, I can, I can run, I can run 20, up to 20, I can run 35 feet. So can I climb up within touch range of 
him with 35 feet. Oh, no. I guess if you're trying to climb up the roof because the misty stuff. You're right. You're right. So you won't be able to reach him from the ground. The okay. only person you're going to be able to reach, reach out of your side is Cherry or uh, Cleo. All right. Cherry then will flex I'm... her claws. And I don't know if uh, Edith will use that as a reminder, but Cherry kind of has like spider powers. So if we want to switch, Cherry can go after whoever's on the roof. Oh. Well, maybe. But she will, okay, run over to where Cherry is then, if she can't climb up, climb that place. And she will cast Guidance on Cherry. So you get a, a D4. Okay. On any of your ability checks of your choice before or after making it. Oh, cool. Nice. And she's also going to cast a spiritual weapon. So a giant peach pops up within like right by the head of the the guy that cherry's fighting uh very good so was that your turn that's that's her turn beautiful well then it's that uh that bad guy's turn so he'll attack cherry because cherry just attacked him so he's going to swing his short sword come on short sword the first one is an 18 plus 6 24 to hit so that should hit the other hit does a two plus six, eight. So he only hits with one. Hit on the forehand, miss on the backhand. Super normal. And I also, while I'm doing damage, can you please roll a constitution saving throw? Okay, if it is poison, I do have resistance against poison. Oh, then that's good to know. Ayo, halfling. <laughs> Yikes. My feet hair, even as a werewolf, is impressive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang. So you take four plus three, seven piercing damage and yeah no don't i also have a reaction as well oh yeah you're right you had a reaction yep yep take it i did totally have a reaction and i totally i totally totally forgot um i readied that reaction so if i can sense within 10 feet hits me with an attack roll i can use my reaction to swipe my tail and roll a d8 and it was a 26 right Mm -hmm. to hit on the one that hits and I'm going to roll more. No, that only brings my AC up to 23. Okay, close. Close. So then damage stays the same, mm-hmm. but it is your turn. Okay, this is someone, Cherry is just, oh, the werewolf that was Cherry is just <laughs> snarling in rage. Um, but she does remember that she was supposed to go after the one on the roof. Like, Cherry knows that she can do that. So I'm going to climb. Okay. There's going to be an opportunity attack on you then, since you are moving away. That's okay. So let me roll the at. Well, 12 plus 6, 18? No, that doesn't hit. Yeah. Okay, so then another short sword swing and a miss. So continue with, yeah, go ahead. You're climbing up the roof. Yeah, exactly. And I think because of what I, like because of my a weird spider climb or whatever. I, I don't need to like roll an ability attack while I'm climbing. Yeah, you just, you're basically Peter Parker. Literally. So I can move up to equal to my walking speed. So 35 feet. Do I hit the roof? Yeah, it's only 15 feet. So you're good. You're on it. All right. That's, is that my action moving? Like, no, how is horrifying is a werewolf no, crawling up a roof? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, this thing used horrifying. to be a small girl and it's, it's just. <laughs> huge now like dripping like saliva huge like about to eat 
Also, this is in town. In, in a town that people don't know right. where magic is. And there's a half gingerbread person and a girl just turned into a wolf. And the wolf is wearing clothes. Y'all are just letting everybody know what's happened. <laughs> the wolf has a braid. Uh, anyways. <laughs> then it's super normal. Never mind. No one notices. Actually, my speed increases by 10 feet when I'm not wearing armor. So I think my speed's actually 45. Cool. Yeah, you can just jump on the roof then. Parkour. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to try to attack this one as well. Take it. Go for it. Perfect. So I'm going uh, at it with my bite. Yikes. Snarl, snarl, snarl. 12 to hit. That does not hit. 14. That also does not hit. Yeah, fuck. Can't do anything. That was it. I miss with both. I'm too mad. Too much rage. Too mad. Yeah, after Cherry's joined you on the roof, Humphrey, you are up. Humphrey is going to use second wind as a bonus action to give themselves 1d10 plus 2 health back. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just rolling. That's right. You got a big hit. So I get eight health back. Look at God. And then I'm going to look at this person that we're fighting and go, just because she didn't hit you, dummy, she ain't strong. Look at them. Look at them feet. Ah, those are some hairy wolf feet. (laughs) And I swing again with my hammer. Okay. Hairy wolf. 25? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Ooh, I got two sixes. Plus five is a 17. 17 damage. That was max damage. Humphrey didn't use the gingerbread hand. He used his real hand. And... <laughs> well, the way I did this is I stabbed the hammer through the hole in my gingerbread yes! hand. Yes! Yes. Very nice. Anything else you can do? Nah, that's it. All right. Cleo, you are up. Cleo sees that Humphrey is now okay. And so Cleo... Uh, Cleo... Cleo does a bot maul into a full extension. That's one does. Arch, like, yes, arches his back and is going to do um, Zephyr Strike on the one that's by Amber. So that's going to be this. Okay. Does a 15 hit? That hits. Great. So that's 1d8 plus 1. So that's 2 damage right there. There's also Zephyr Strike. So that hits right there. Wow, this is trash all over the place. So that's another one damage. And then um, um, I'm going to shoot again. Okay. I took my three damage, so we're good there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck off. So then I'm going to do 11 plus 6 is 17. So that's 1d8. Give me something good. Yes. Eight points of damage with my fucking dreadful strikes. Nice. Very nice. And that's another two damage, so that's ten. And then I look over at... I don't have any other bonus action other than I'm going to use a little bit of time to talk. Sure. And I look over at Umfrey and I say, Healing Spirit only works if you move in and out of its space, uh, brav. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Great. I don't fucking tell you how to fight. Uh, or, arc, arc, hey. Good. Good talk, guys. Now it is. And I totally lied. Healing Spirit happens every time it's your turn. Oh. So as long as you're in the same space with the Healing Spirit, then you'll be healed. Okay. So every time you start your turn, I roll a d6. Cool. It is the Assassin's turn on the roof. They just got hit with a lollipop mall, so they're going to turn their attention to Humphrey. That's fair. And we're going to make a couple short sword attacks. And I'm just going to roll them both at the same time. Two plus six, eight. And a 26 to hit. 
So I got one. Actually, both hit. You're fu- no, also, you're fucking right. right. Just the 26. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an AC for gingerbread is four. Yeah, right. Who knew? I need another constitution saving throw, Brandon. Oh, Please win. Win. Ooh, Live your life. I got a four, um, but I'm going to use a lucky point to reroll that. That's a mm-hmm. smart idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> Does a 10 do it? No. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, so the first we're going to do, first you're going to take seven piercing damage. Okay, and then we're going to take, not we, you, you're going to take 7d6 poison again. That's mm. 42. I rolled a 22. So 22 more poison damage. Plus the seven regular damage. Plus the seven, right? So 29 total. Okay, we're still standing. Dang. I rolled three ones. Good. That's how that happened. Ah, okay. So that's my turn. My assassin's turn. Um, so yeah, now we're at the top of the order with Cherry. And Humphrey just got hit hard again. There is the assassin on the roof. Again, I'm just going to get up nice and close. And I'm going to attack again. And I'm going to go in with my teeth. Cool. Do it. 25? Yeah, that's totally, nice. totally. So that is 14 piercing damage mm. on the first. Okay. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits too. Sure. Perfect. Nice. And that's 12 plus 13, 25. 25? Yeah, piercing damage. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. We yeah, got- like, Terry just bites into this man's torso. Like huge moths just close around this man's chest and it's only his like rib cage slash light armor that stops him from being like crushed yeah he's really hurt he's really hurt he's in trouble yeah very strong hits okay is there anything else you can do no i can't do anything else i don't believe okay then we're going to move on to humphrey roll me a d6 please i got you i'm doing it right now and this is a four all right you see, like, a scab form over one of Humphrey's body parts. <laughs> <laughs> just cough out some of the poison. Right. Humphrey's just going to swing again with their lollipop. Nice. Nice. 17? That does hit. Yes. For 10 damage. That's going to do it. Go ahead and explain it, Brandon. Take it. Oh, okay. So I like to imagine that there are sports in the fairy realm that both Cherry and Humphrey are familiar with. And Humphrey goes, Hey, tee me up. I'm going to do my impression of the New York Yankees. <laughs> and I want I want Cherry to chuck him up in the air like a t-ball. Oh, yeah. You know when a dog tosses its head and then throws something? That's what happens with this man's body. <laughs> and Humphrey just calls a shot, points out into the distance, and clocks this dude right off the roof. That's nice. awesome. Roll game, roll play, air bud. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Terry's going to let out like a, a nice howl. Just having a good time. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> Can you howl? <laughs> yeah, so one down. I mean, up, but then he came down. I kind of want this to be intimidating. Could I have hit it towards the other guy that's still alive? Yeah, I'm down for you to aim it however you want. I guess. Just like try and get it in a spot where he'd see the, the corpse falling. Yeah, totally. Body hits the ground right next to his friend. He goes, ah, oh, shit. And with that, it's Edith's turn. It's my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I know. I know. Yep. So, I don't know. You oh. see 
you see um, I'm still waiting on hold on before you go Jonathan I'm still waiting on Katie to do the howl oh my oh. god Ooh, can we have a howl oh that's a hurt dog <laughs> <laughs> you see uh, you see like florals in spring just evaporate into pink dust and reappear in pink dust right behind this person that's attacking amber i have cast a pass without trace and then right up to this person's neck that is attacking amber um i have pulled out a dagger uh two daggers actually that are uh, one is a regular silver dagger and the other one is like dripping with like this uh putrid green substance oh my god and i want to roll an intimidation check because i don't want to kill this person cool uh 17 are are you sure you meant to say pass without a trace oh yeah you're fine (laughs) doesn't that just add a bonus to your stealth checks yeah uh well it also like a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you. So instead of shadows, it's pink dust. Okay, I thought you were saying you like teleported with us. Oh no 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 no! I'm just moving, and y'all just can't see it because I'm moving without trace. So uh, <laughs> yes, like he did not see this shit coming. Okay, he's thoroughly confused by the pink dust that just went up after seeing his dead friend slammed in the ground. I would say he's fairly intimidated. Yeah. I kind of scratch his neck on the right side with the regular dagger, and then I scratch his neck on the left side with the poisoned dagger, and I wanted to like sting a little bit, and I'm like, Alaru, uh, you have two choices. Um, we can stop this shenanigan right now, or you can die at this moment. What would you prefer? Look, I'm here to just do a job. Don't get in my way. I don't get in your way. I don't know why you're helping her out or anything. This is just business, but I'll go my separate ways. You clearly want to do the killing thing. I look over at Amber. I look over at Amber, and does she have a look on her face like, does she know who these people are? Amber has daggers in her hands and they're ready to strike okay um so i am going to roll a you could just say you're doing non-lethal damage if i'm going to kill them i'm doing non-lethal damage there we go okay so they're getting this and this is going to be 24 does 24 hit yeah all right that's six damage and then they need to do a constitution saving throw constitution saving throw okay let's roll that and I got a 17 plus 2, 19 to hit. God to damn. All right. So they don't take any extra damage, but they do take six. Six is good still. So I have the dagger in my hand, and I, instead of aiming for their neck, I like wrench it from their collarbone down their arm. Oof. Wow. Yikes. Ow! That'll uh, be my turn. Okay. And then, yeah, I uh, look at him and I say, you've been warned. That's a hell of a warning. It's Amber's turn now, though. And they are going to attack twice because she can. Those are some high numbers. Yes, 17 and 21. Both of those will hit the remaining assassin. So Amber's going to come running full swing, daggers up at the remaining assassin, and she's just going to dig them both in at the same time, which is 2d8 plus 6. It's 1d8 plus 3 of each. 
So another 14 damage. And we'll just dig both daggers into the collarbone, pull them right back out, and just say, suck it, bitch. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I stand. <laughs> and that ends Amber's turn. She just stands up, stares down. And now it's Edith's turn. As Edith is, av- is having her turn, I look over at Edith and I say, um, Edith, it seems that this person was sent by someone. I would prefer if we could uh, maybe preserve their life so that we could possibly ask them some questions. And Amber says, yeah, I wouldn't mind keeping them for a second either. I know how to dig deep with the tattoo gun. And then... Why Edith- do we always tattoo our enemies? I'm just going to say that Edith's going to cast Meteor and be like, nah, fuck yeah, it. Right. <laughs> Uh, okay. Alright. You know what? I- I'll give you that. I mean, this this person has attacked people that I love, so I don't I don't feel the same way. I will say that, but you know what? Let- let's see what they're thinking. And she does like a double tap with her crook onto the ground and casts Detect Thoughts. Oh. For the duration... You can read the thoughts of certain creature. When you cast the spell as an action on each of your turn until the spell ends, you can focus your mind on any one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. If the creature has an intelligence of three or lower, it doesn't or doesn't speak any language, the creature is unaffected. It does have an intelligence higher than that, so... All right, so you initially learn the surface thoughts of the creature, what's most on its mind in that moment. As an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the creature, same creature's mind. So I just, I need to know its, its surface thoughts currently. Okay. After what, so basically, Florals and Spring just said, let's keep them around. We have something that we probably want to know something from them. So what's, Edith will say, what is it? That we want to know from this creature, and then she'll detect thoughts. Okay. So this creature realizes that they are caught and in trouble. Uh, The threat to the threat of Amber's tattooing him uh, hardly for information actually kind of seems to worry him. So there's like a culmination of like panic, trying to figure out what it might know to appease you. But I think it's more uh, just terrified of what's going to be happening to him at this point. Okay. Uh, how's it looking? Bloody. Wide-eyed. Like as far nervous, as being hurt. Um, defensive. Bleeding. Still willing to fight for his life, though. We're at a combat, right? I'd say we're all still in combat. He's still going to fight for okay. his life. He's just, he's just terrified. and. Okay. So she's going to go ahead and bop him on the head with her peach. Like a little bop bop. Ow. Oh, I guess she should roll. 12. 12 damage. 12. Okay. He's really, really, really fucking hurt now. <laughs> He's hanging on by a thread, like like spitting blood on the ground, on all fours, type of yeah. almost dead. And covered in sugary syrup from the peach. And sugary syrup. Yes. That's, that's Edith's turn. It's our mangled mess of an enemy trying to survive. It's his turn, and he's just going to swing at ankles at this point we'll go for florals i think florals is closest florals and amber but i'm right yeah i think he's pretty uh afraid of amber can he swipe twice with his short swords even though i dug my dagger through his arm i mean he's also got collarbone injury so probably not he's just trying he just don't even worry about it he rolled fours for both attacks he's, he's just yeah. Or, no, uh, yeah his arms are fucked 
he, yeah, he's just, he's swiping and missing at angles. It's not even worth rolling and comparing it. So Cherry, you're up, you're on a roof, you have just assisted in the spiking of one of the bodies, and you've got the other one almost gone. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna jump down, and I'd like to intimidate... We don't know who sent them, right? No, you do not. Okay. Yeah, Cherry's gonna growl like, like, you either die fast, or you die slow. Like, tell us what... It's not, it's not gonna rhyme on purpose, but like, tell us what we need to know. But it should rhyme on purpose because that was legendary. Oh, that was beautiful. So I'm not going to make you roll intimidation because he's already super intimidated and bloody and dying. So he's just going to be on the ground spitting blood. Just, yikes. Leave me alone. Just, just doing my job. I'll leave. I don't know anything. Uh, and anyone can react to this point. We can just be out of combat and you guys can just talk to this dude. Um, he says he doesn't know anything. Yeah, he's saying he doesn't know. He just wants to go. Leave me alone. So, um, you see Florals in Spring gets in his face and giggles and says, Hee hee hee, excuse me, sir. Uh, it's our tails. Well, that doesn't seem like a good one. Tails. Tails. <laughs> so, let's see. I'm going to roll a D4. Odd will be heads. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, even will be tails. So I have a potion of healing, and I'm going to pour it over his body. What? Can I just say, like, Cherry is grappling this guy? Yeah. Um, I pour it over his body, and he gets uh, 1d4, or 2d4 back. That's nice of you. Which is seven points of health back. Okay. And I say... Sir, um, in case you didn't know, you're going to lose this battle. So if you don't have any important information for us, we cannot help you live past this uh, certain situation. My dear friend Amber looks very keen on taking your life away. And I think that we can stop that if you can give us some answers. I was hired to kill this one. Amber was our hit. Hired by whom? I don't do real names. It makes things muddy. Do you happen to know? Uh, do you happen to know what they look like? No, we've never met. He is a secret log in the woods. And exactly who are we? What is your name, sir? Are you? Uh, what is the name of your organization, sir? I'm an entrepreneur. We used to. My partner and I. Well, we used to work together. We did this just the two of us. And my name is Barnes, and his name is Noble. I guess we're. Uh, I guess we're going out of business now. Uh, oh my god. Um, oh my god. Okay. A dying enterprise? How appropriate. Oh my god. Um, sir, what we can do right now is you have approximately um one minute to give us pertinent information to what's going on, or else you will be dead. Um, if you could please tell me, are you the same person that was capable of killing my dear friend Scurvy? I didn't kill it. A- woman named scurvy no her and why don't you roll insight just to make sure i have advantage natural fucking 20 and the natural 20 thing for this rhyme thing it's so cute it's like it it turns into a snow blizzard cute cute all right well with 20 he's telling the truth he did not kill scurvy but does he know who Um, so he'll say he found his instructions 
of a log in the woods. He'll give you the location of how he receives the instructions so you can follow that up for his uh, planned murder of Amber. And uh, he'll say, my concern is getting paid, so if you could just cut off your hand, give me like a foot or something to prove it, and I'll just be on my way. How does a lock of hair work for you? Amber stands up and says, how about I give him your hand? No, I just need like a, you know, you leave a body part as proof. You're not getting one of my body parts. You can cut his friend's hand off. I say, uh, you're making a lot of demands uh, for a person that's in a very diabolical situation for yourself. I say we kill him. I look at Amber and I say, do you believe that he possibly has any more information for us? Frankly, I don't care. I feel like he should die. He was going to kill me. So now I'm going to kill him. You can watch or you don't have to watch, but I'm going to do it. And I say, no, no, uh, let's use your tools for tattooing. And we are going... Yeah, tattoo of the killer. I, um, I say, I look over at Mr. Man that's on the floor again, and I say, heads or tails? Oh, shit. I don't think tails worked out. I'll go with heads. You'll go with heads this time? Okay, great. Sore? Yeah, that's heads. That really works in your favor. And I pull out this, um, uh, this vial of black liquid. And I pour it over his eyes, and it's like a black acid. Oh my god. And I say, um, fare thee well, sir. It's been nice knowing you're. And then I'm going to aim my dagger for his neck and end. Great. You don't have to roll that. What angle are you going out? Like, how you... So, the dagger has a curve to it, so I go in through the neck, and then it curves okay. up and goes through the chin and through the forehead. Wow. Like, it just wrenches. Gnarly. Yes. Literally asked for it. You're welcome. I do what I can. So, we've got two dead assassins, a new uh, potential ally in Amber that you can now talk to. Yeah, uh, We'll do that uh... next time. We finished the battle. You guys succeeded. Did we level up? It was nice to see everyone's (laughs) character in actual battle this time, like real full on go. And uh, I hope this was at least a a bit more of a challenge. Did we, but also, did we level up? That's a great question for episode five of Roll Game (laughs) Roleplay. Tune in next week and see if they level up. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandon. You can find me on TikTok at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Hi, I'm your host, Katie, and text the number four to 555 to vote for your favorite American Idol contestant. (laughs) Oh my god, you're not even American. I still watch American Idol. (laughs) I'm Jonathan. I am drunk. And. I am so happy to do this Aww. with you all today. So Aww. this was really great. We love you guys. Love you guys. Bye, everyone. But did we level up? <laughs> no, did we level up? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs>